0: welcome back to the wine show you've got simon nash and richo domani now we are going to have a chat with nick brown from all saints estate and st leonard's up in uh rutherglen good morning to you nick
1: morning simon morning richo
0: morning thanks uh, for joining us yeah um, good how's uh, how's rutherglen at the moment weather wise it must be a little cool up there
1: it's cool, but beautiful blue skies, a couple of clouds. Um, typical sort of autumn winter day.
0: Yeah, it's a. We uh, a couple of weeks ago we spoke with Jane Campbell, and um and we all agreed that it was, uh, such a good region for um for winter and open fires and all that sort of thing.
1: It is, yeah. Um, it's very seasonal, relevant So we get uh, typical seasons uh, throughout the year, usually, and um, yeah, it's a nice time of year, autumn winter glass
0: of red, glass of musket uh, <laughs> in front of the fire. Yeah, totally. Um, now, you guys, you have uh, All Saints Estate, you have St Leonard's, and you also have some accommodation uh, or a function um, space called Mount Ophir Estate, yeah?
1: Yeah, yep. Keeps us busy. Oh, I
0: bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, now... Exciting um, program coming up. So in uh, the 7th of June, so a week away, um, you, you're releasing a whole lot of museum wines. Yeah,
1: that's right. Um, we established a, what we call a family cellar, which is an underground cellar um, that was built back in the 60s as part of a bottling hall above it. Um, we decided to put a bunch of wines away from about 2002 or three, and um, put them down in the cellar for, for safekeeping uh, for wine club events and uh my sisters and my sort of personal enjoyment that um selfishly we've been keeping them close to our chest uh, we decided to to open and open up the cellar and um and offer them to to customers to enjoy them as well so um it's, it's uh it's a result of us realizing that um uh, the wines, A lot of the wines there are at their peak or coming to their peak and uh, some that are, are also able to sell it for a bit longer. So we thought we'd
2: offer them up um, for people to enjoy as well. Mm. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I love it when wineries, you know, they've always got something up their back pocket that they're going <laughs> to help <laughs> help their, their members <laughs> and people, um, which which I love. But how many vintages are we talking about here, Nick? Uh,
1: it goes back to the sort of well, – there's a few bottles from the 50s, but um, they're more so, more for – um, uh, historical posterity's purposes, sake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But um, the ones that we're releasing go back to sort of 2003, 2005.
2: Yeah, Cool. Mm. Yeah, it's a good bit of age then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and that's across uh, like whites, reds, the whole the whole shebang.
1: Yeah, that's right. Obviously, a lot of reds, um, but also we have uh, a variety, Marsan, which um, ages really well. It's, mm. ages, yeah, yeah. it's like like Chardonnay and Riesling. Um, uh, so the, the older Marsans tend sort of marmalade and and quite creamy over time, and um, they're, they're beautiful wines to, to age and enjoy in their in their older days, basically.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Nick, when obviously seventh of June is when it's being when you're releasing it, can people have a, a look before that at, at the uh, the list?
1: Yeah, for sure. So they can uh, jump onto the website or, or even call the winery and speak to Rhonda and Danica in the office, and um, they can run through what wines are available and uh, the vintages and um, the age-worthy of each of the, each of the wines. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting.
2: Yeah. If you could pick a couple, give us a couple of whites and a couple of reds that are your favourites out of that list.
1: Uh, for the whites, my son, 2007, is a belter. Yeah. 2007 and 2008 were drought years. We had a horrendous drought, um, like um, a lot of the eastern seaboard, um, over those two years. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately for, for the wine, mm. fortunately for the wines, the wines, um, the, the the vines produced very low crops in those two years, say 8, 708, um, which the accountant obviously hated, but as a winemaker, that. <laughs> When you have less bunches on the vine um, due to drought, um, the, the vine really cares for those le- uh, the, the lesser children to look after, I guess, as in bunches. Yeah. Um, so those, those two years are, are belters, for whether it's white or red. So uh, to answer your question, 2007 Marsan is looking great when I opened a few bottles recently. Um, and 2008 and 2013, in general, we're, we're cracking vintages. So anything from those two, um, including... Pierre from 2013. We, we made a wine for Dad's birthday back in 2005 called and named it Pierre, which um, Dad's name was Peter, but his mates in the boarding house back in the day used to call him Pierre because he was a wino. And um, we made a blend called, uh, made up of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Cabernet Franc, so a sort of typical Bordeaux blend. Yeah. And uh, the 2013 version of that is uh, is an absolute belter. Um, I was pushing back on my sisters. I wanted to keep it all in the cellar for for, um, uh, for the girls and I, but mm. uh, we've got plenty of it, so we can um, we can sell some of it.
2: Yeah, cool. So yeah, yeah for, for listeners, eights and thirteens, that's the way to go, definitely. I'm I'm, temp- I'm I love old Marsans. I think they're just such, yeah. yeah, they've got so much character to them, and they they do age. I think they age just as good as a
0: Shannon Bolt or a Riesling, Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they really show their personality.
0: Um, so Nick this is an online thing uh, but also can people if they are visiting um, can they access these wines from from next weekend
1: uh yeah for sure yeah we'll have them in door for sale mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll drag them out of the the um, up out of the cellar this coming week and um, we'll have packs or individual bottles for sale um, and what uh, sort of so uh,
0: obviously you've done this aging for us um, there must be a little bit of a premium on the on the price, there um, is
1: yeah. So we normally work on the current price of the. Um, so I think um, we sell, for example, Pierre for about thirty-five for the thirty-five dollars for the current vintage. Um, but we generally work on five dollars per vintage, um, or per year. Sorry, so if it's uh, last year's vintage, for example, it would be forty dollars. So if it was the year before, it would be forty-five. So. Um, r- roughly those, those that, that, that's the equation we work
0: on. Yep. So then if we're looking at 08s and, and 13s and things, then obviously there's, there's a few five, five dollars <laughs> being added. A few Stewie divers
2: <laughs> being added. Yeah. yeah that's right.
0: <clears throat> hey, um, Simon, have you had a look at the
2: menu for the, the restaurant, the, the pizza restaurant called Bonnie? Have you seen no, this? No, I haven't. Um, look, uh, Nicole, is this at All Saints or at St Leonard's? No, this is at All Saints. Um mm. Nick, how, how, did come, how did all these sort of things come together? Because I'm having a look at these family names there, but some of the ingredients for pizzas look awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of fun. Uh, so we opened uh, the, the building that uh, the restaurant called Bonnie is situated. It used to be the bottling hall for all Saints, which was built in the 60s. Right. Um, and we have been using that building as sort of a provador for quite a few years, but we decided to do a reno you know, um, during COVID <laughs> and – uh, it turned into casual dining uh, where um, uh, you can take your friend's family and have uh, pizzas and um, uh, pretty user-friendly dishes. Mm. And we, my sister Eliza thought it would be a good idea to name the, each of the pizzas after our kids. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> well, and just nailed it. Check out the ingredients on this. This is the Alexander Hamon Serrano Tomato, Bocconcini, Arugula, Saucyus, so Rocket, Grand Padano, St. Leonard's Vineyard 20-Year Musket Vinegar. Oh, my God. How good does that sound on a pizza? Yeah, it
1: does. <laughs> yeah, so each of the pizzas are named after the kids. So my wife Lucy and I have got four kids. So yeah. Stella, Matilda, Camilla, and uh, Wolfie, William, Wolfgang. Okay. Um, and then the, my sisters have two kids each, so we named it after the kids and also my dog Molly. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of fun, and the pizzas are a very gourmet.
2: Well, the, the Wolfgang, again, smoky salmon, preserved lemon, pickled onions, pickled jalapenos, coriander and Persian feta. <laughs>
0: and that's it's worth going up there just for that <laughs> pizza. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, watch down with that 2008 uh, Pierre.
0: Yeah, so bring it look, on. I, I remember going up uh, for functions a few times um, and um, uh, you, it, the All Saints is sort of looks like a castle, really, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's pretty bonkers. Mm. It was it was built by two Scotsmen that were carpenters together in Northern Scotland, the Castle of May, and they heard about the gold rush back in the day and came out and um, had a paddle steamer on the Murray River out our back fence. Right. And when the gold dried up, they decided to build a um, a winery that uh, looked like where they used to work together back in the, in Scotland, um, and handmade all the bricks over 10 years and built the castle from the front to the back between 19, uh, 1870 and 1880. So it's a, a wow. grand place, but it was originally built to be a winery and um, and houses really old, fortified since then. So we've got fortified, sort of over 100 years old and um, nobody see a lot of table wines these days. But, yep. um, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing old building.
0: Mm. Well, I remember at one of those functions there was a – A bagpiper um, right up on the top of one of the turrets, sort of in you know spotlit at night. It just looked stunning.
1: Yeah, we have a Brigadoon ball every second year, Scottish themed ball, um, and (laughs) uh, that's probably what you're what you're talking about with the 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 bagpiper. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so if people want to find out about um, events like that, for instance, um, the website will have all of that information, presumably?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep. Hopefully my sister Angela uploads all the uh, events onto the <laughs> website. So
0: so that's uh, yeah, we have all, all, Saints, uh,
1: all Saints Wine yep. or allsaints.com.au. Uh,
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm just having a look on here. You can you can register your interest for these museum seller releases now and okay. presumably there'll be some offers put out for that, which is great. Um, so I, my history on the Rutherglen is obviously not that great. So it's the, the whole thing was settled by Scottish people. Is that the, the whole vibe? Because Jane was talking about that mm. too, right, with the Bagpipers and Campbell's clan and all that.
1: Yeah, Campbell's a uh, Scottish through and through, hence the name. Um, but it was it was really it was, I think it was the third biggest gold rush down in Victoria after Bella and Bendigo. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, the, the Scots uh, came out and started digging, and with the help of uh, a lot of Chinese. And then when the gold dried up, eventually um, the Chinese stuck around and helped the Scots um, plant vines and build wineries. And uh, the the Scots being quite quite a frugal bunch of um, <laughs> mixed farmers, so there's a lot of sheep and cattle and crops alongside the vines as well.
0: Yeah, it's and um, the, the musket is, well, all the fortifieds from up that way, you know, they're world world famous. There's even a yeah. Riedel glass made for um, Rutherglen musket, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, Mr. Riedel helped the Rutherglen winemakers develop a, a wine glass just for the Rutherglen uh, fortifieds, musket muskadel. Uh, and bought um, to the best uh, experience, the aromas and tastes that they that, that those wines provide. So that was um, a, a really good um, development in, uh, in in showcasing our really beautiful young and old
2: wines. Mm, well, yeah, they're world famous for a reason. They're absolutely mm. bloody delicious is what they are. <laughs> and like a bit of Australian wine history, it's sort of... One of those great things where it's a bit like sparkling Shiraz, you know, we're just like, this is ours. Mm. This is this is grouse. Let's own it. Yeah. Isn't it great to get the recognition of your own wine glass, though? That's that's tops. Yeah,
1: very cool. Um, and recently, just to, to um, uh, uh, well, probably patting myself on the back, that um, the holiday Wine Companion gave us 100 out of 100 for two of the old fortified so museum musket and museum muscadel, which is a, wow. a great feather in the cap. Um, but they're wines that can't be replicated anywhere in the world, anywhere else, um, due to our uh, soil and climate and, and mm. uh, architecture.
0: Um, do you still use a Solera system with, with the Fortifards? Uh,
1: yeah, it's a Solera. Um, each, uh, there's two different sort of forms of Solera, I guess. There's a strict Solera, if you imagine a pyramid of barrels where you put the, the youngest, most fresh wine in the top, um, and draw out of the bottom. Uh, so as you mentioned before, Campbell's have a, a, a typical, uh, quite strict Solera to make sure every year is the same. I have a, a fairly loose form of a Solera where, if you imagine that pyramid is deconstructed and, and the barrels put in different parts of the winery where uh, some rooms are hotter and some are colder, mm-hmm. and I can um, draw samples out of uh, different parts of the building um, to, to make the blend, which is all the way all saints fortifieds have always uh, been blended, and I don't really want to change that because it might disrupt the the style and the and the the, the way the wines have been blended over 150 odd years.
2: Mm. No, I reckon but you yeah, want to keep yeah. doing that yeah. for sure. And, and and it does give you more options, I suppose, to kind of more material to, to draw from with different kind of notes, I suppose, different colours and mm. different flavours and everything. Yeah, um,
1: that's right. Not high hamstrung to the, the strict Solera, I guess.
2: Well, that's another great thing about what we can do in Australia, isn't
0: it? We can do whatever we want. Yeah, really. that's true. <laughs> so, Yeah, that's a cool thing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, vintage twenty two up, up your way, and you know how you guys fared.
1: Uh, vintage twenty two. I was talking to my uncles about vintage twenty two yesterday. Um, we had lots of big rains during uh, well winter spring, leading up to vintage, and the big rain, the last big rain, I say big rain, it was sort of fifty mil. Uh, we had in late January, early Feb, just before we started picking, and I was very nervous that those big rains would continue during harvest. But fortunately, we just had little sprinkles over harvest, and then um, I picked had everything picked by Easter, uh, the Thursday before Easter, mm-hmm. Easter Thursday, um, picked and pressed and in tank, and then on Easter Monday, we got another big rain. So <laughs> we were very fortunate to dodge quite a few bullets. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, by luck. <laughs> um, but it was um, uh, yeah, it was relatively uh, uneventful uh, weather-wise, so which is a good thing. Um, so the Reds are looking really bright and vibrant, and um, uh, they weren't high in alcohol at all, um, which is cool and. Uh, the whites are looking uh, naturally high in acidity and um, and and really smart. So mm. uh, the, the short version is that it, it looks looks the the wines look great in barrel and tank at the moment. But I never count my chickens until I get the wine in bottle. <laughs> <Yeah. Absolutely. laughs>
0: yes, don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch some wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, Tell us a little bit about the difference between All Saints and St Leonard's, both from a a visitation point of view, so what we'd expect. Um, Obviously, we just talked about the pizzas and things at All Saints. Um, And then, because the situation of St Leonard's is actually on the river, isn't it? So so it's a stunning sort of Sunday afternoon in in summer um, sort of venue.
1: Yeah, that's right. St Leonard's is uh, quite rustic and low-key and rolling lawns for kids to to play on whilst um, the, the grown-ups enjoy the the view and the food and the wine. St Leonard's was um, uh, started in about 1860, I think, mm-hmm. and my grandfather bought the property in uh, 1980 from a couple of tree changes, the Derbyshire's, and Pop loved the... Pop was buying grapes from St Leonard's um, in the 80s uh, or in the 70s, sorry, from the Derbyshire's because he liked the quirky varieties from St Leonard's like Orange Musket and Cabernet Franc and... Shannon um, uh, Blanc and a few others, uh, and then in 1990, All Saints came up for sale, and my dad and his brothers decided to buy. It. Well, we looking for fortified stock, and All Saints um, was selling fortified, so we'll, the, the whole place was up for sale. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but dad and his brothers were looking for, for fortified stock, that ended up buying All Saints, and the, the two properties are about three kilometres apart, both like on the Murray. All Saints is a bit more formal, uh, with formal gardens, English-style gardens, and yep. um, and St Leonard's is the more relaxed cousin, I guess.
0: Hmm. So maybe uh, Saturday at All Saints and a Sunday at St Leonard's or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have bands out St Leonard's too, so it's pretty pretty chilled down there and a nice atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. Well, yeah, I think it's definitely somewhere that um you know, rather in general, is somewhere we we all need to put. Um, on the list, and um, so from so Mount Ofer Estate is it is it Ophir? How does Ofer? Well, I
1: call it Ophir, but, Okay. Um, yeah, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs>
0: um, and so that that is mainly for weddings and functions, or is it actually a venue that you use? Um, you know, each weekend as well.
1: Oh, uh, that's another of property that um, was built in the eighteen nineties as, as a as a well farm, but then a winery.
0: Yep. Okay, because it looks um, it looks amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful old uh, red brick building and um, we bought that in 2016. I tricked my sisters into that one because um, <laughs> we we're, were thinking about building accommodation for all the events and things we do at All Saints and um, this property came up for sale and it has six houses on it or six accommodation places within the property. Yeah. Um, and my sister and I renovated those over two years on weekends. And each time we finished the house, we flipped it to my wife, and she um, started uh, Airbnb them. Okay. Um, and so it's a venue that you can rent out uh, for the weekend, for for example, for a wedding, and it, it can flip 48 people. Right. Okay. Um, or you can just or you can just hire a a house for the weekend with some friends and um and uh and enjoy the property in itself. So it's a it's a it's a beautiful sort of um, uh, picturesque property that you can enjoy by yourself or with um,
0: with some friends with some family. yeah because so because historically rather Glen has been a little light on with uh, for accommodation especially when you have um you know events and things on
1: yeah that's right it has been difficult there's a few motels in town and a couple of pubs but um uh, the, the, the property like Mount Osier is a, a, a different sort of option again. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's really um, starting to hit its straps in the last couple of years, just with different um, sh- uh, offerings in the main street and accommodation and mm. um, and, and mm. restaurants and things. It's really
0: exciting. Yeah, because um, De Bortoli have got something there, haven't they? The jewels or something like that.
1: Jewelries, yeah. De Bortley bought um, Rutherglen Estates, which is the biggest winery and vineyard in the area, and um, as part of that, it's the old. They bought the old Sepult, um winery, which is at the uh, one end of the main street, a beautiful old building, um, and they have a, a bit of accommodation there and a cellar door and things. So mm. it's, it's great to welcome the De Bortley family into into town. So the whole region is now family owned, great. Um, Australian family owned, which is which is cool. And um, uh, my uncle years ago uh coined a term called co opetition although we're all in in, in competition <laughs> we all cooperate with one another which is which is a, a nice term i think
0: yeah that is a great term and it, it's great to see because not all regions do it very you know do it that well um you know many many do but there are some that that really do feel that the winery down the road is a comp- you know competitor but um that's yeah that's fantastic i think we definitely need to put rutherglen um Back on the uh, on our touring map, um, yeah, that'd be
2: great. Yeah, yeah so, we should we should go up and do a do, a do a broadcast from up there.
0: Yeah, we should absolutely. We yeah. should. Oh, you're
2: welcome to do it from
0: ours. Yeah, well, that sounds like a plan. I might send <laughs> send you a note on that let's make <laughs> that happen because um, that's easy easy for us to get to. What, what's the drive up to rutherglen from here from Melbourne? Uh,
1: from the centre of Melbourne, it's three three on the nose, um, okay. so yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. The Hume Highway, up Hume, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wacky car on uh, cruise control and and uh, set and forget. Yep. Um, So it's an easy easy drive after work on a Friday.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, Friday night, Saturday night, and have a bit of an afternoon at St. Leonard's, and then head home. Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, Nick. Thank you. Um, everyone should keep an eye out for uh, the museum release uh, wines from the 7th of June, but you can jump on and register your interest now. Um, just give us that website again, Nick, because I think I messed it up a bit first time around.
1: Uh, allcenterstack.com.au
0: should get you there. Yep, beauty. Um, mate, thank you. We'll, uh, and maybe we can uh, yeah come up and, and yeah. do a show from, from Rutherglen one time. In winter, really. We've, we've just yeah. been selling the, Sounds fantastic selling the uh, The Joys of Winter in Rutherglen so um, yeah, yeah. Be fun. excellent all right mate thank you and uh, good thanks, luck Simon. good luck with the uh, with joke. this release hopefully thank you nick have a great weekend it. mate cheers thanks see you bye. bye uh nick brown from um, all saints estate and st Leonard's and mount Ophir.